0: Log Talk Radio <laughs>
1: Hello, Keniac Nation. Welcome to another episode of Rockin' the Carolinas. I'm your host, Zach Martin. With me again, as always, Lee Clark. Lee, what is going on, man?
0: Ah, nothing much, man. I'm I'm kind of even more pumped up with our new intro there. Um, I didn't know exactly how it was going to work, work out or sound, but I like it. It's got me a little bit more pumped up for the show and the game tonight.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a good. Yeah, we probably you know, need to probably clean it up a little bit because I was like, what? But no, I, yeah, I know it was. It was legit it's a nice new intro we got going on. So uh yeah, I mean, I'm ready for the game tonight, you know. It's uh it's been confirmed it, uh Cam Ward is starting tonight for us, which is good. So yes. Thank you, Bill Peters. Going smart and going with the hot hands, so yes fans. Cam Ward is gonna be in goal for us tonight, so yeah, no man, I'm excited. I'm I'm ready to see what's gonna go down tonight for our first game of of this back to back we got. So, um I don't know, man. I'm ready for, I'm ready for some Hurricane's hockey. Is it, is it 7 o'clock yet? Because it needs to start, like, right this minute.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, man, I wish it could, man. But, you know, I, the only thing I don't like is waiting, really. Um, <laughs> that's That's the worst part of any game day. Even when I played, that was the worst thing I could ever think of was the fact that <laughs> – you know, we have to play so late in the day. Yeah, I know everybody's got jobs and stuff and everything during the year, and it's not a holiday. And we're never a team that gets those 1 o'clock games on national TV like the Penguins and the and the Blackhawks and the Bruins and all those teams. It just sucks yeah. waiting for a game. But other than that, I'm ready. I mean, Ward starting tonight, uh, by all means, I think there's only one disappointed uh, Hurricane fan out there. Uh, that's not that it's not darling, but it's okay because <laughs> Ward's got the hot hand. You know he's rolling yeah. in. Uh, to uh, let's see tonight. I mean he's rolling in in his last five starts. He's uh, stopped 130 of 140 shots. That's a nine two nine save percentage. And He's four one and zero this season with a two point two seven goals against average and a nine twenty one save percentage on home ice. <laughs> So,
1: yeah, no, that's, I can't wait. Should be a good game. And I'm excited, too, yeah, like you said, for the fact that we're coming in now with, with Cam, you know, posting up ridiculous numbers now and the fact that he's basically won every single game that he's played in. Right, that's really something to look at because who right now, could you say in this time frame in the hockey league in the NHL right now that has got a goalie as hot as we do with Cam Ward? Because I saw – I. Shared an article to our group chat. It was interesting. Because it was NBC Sports talking about, like, you know, Scott, it was supposed to be Scott Darling, was supposed to be the number one, but with him being so inconsistent and Cam Ward basically re, uh, rejuvenating his career, it's making an interesting, interesting uh, thing to think about with the Hurricanes and the fact that okay, Cam Ward hasn't been playing really well the last few years. Let's bring in Scott Darling, see what he does, and. I know we've mentioned it a lot of times before. It's just crazy that Cam has come out of nowhere, playing really well. And the fact that Darling hasn't really been doing much either. But I mean, it's something to think about. It's like maybe because Cam knows that he doesn't, he knows that he doesn't have to play, you know, sixty, sixty-five games all year. Now it's like he's he's more he's more ready to go, more healthy, and it seems like he's a lot more refreshed rather than playing. You know eight, nine, ten games in a row. So I think with what how it's working out for Cam, I think he's either at a peace of mind or he can just go out there and stand on his head and know that Darling once starting plays, we he won't have to worry too much about going, you know, double digits in a row in, in games. So it's really interesting to see how Cam does tonight. I'm I'm really excited to see how Cam because, I mean I've I've always I've always loved Cam Ward and I've never had a problem with him because I mean of the fact that he brought us you know, a cup in no 06, a cup run no in 09. And I never really gave him, I never really faulted him at all for the last few years. I mean, he just hasn't had a team that's helped him out. So I think it's going to be a good game tonight. You know, unfortunately, we're not playing against Murray because they played last, because the Penguins played last night. So again, the – are And backups. he's hurt. But hey, it's just...
0: oh, is Murray hurt? Yeah, I heard a report that he's day to day with an upper body injury. Oh, okay, well But I can't confirm crazy. that. Yeah. I cannot confirm that. Take it with a grain of salt. I did hear today that he is hurting and he is day to day with an injury. Okay, well well you, well, well that be the But case we're see we we'll would see Jari or Leighton either way today.
1: Yeah.
0: So I, to be to be honest with you, I know
1: everyone wants to go for Jari because he's like he has not really proven himself yet. I I'd almost be kind of excited to go uh see us play against um Kudobin. Or is it later Kudobin? I thought Kodobin's with Pittsburgh. Uh,
0: no, Layton. D- Kodobin is with uh, Boston. He played last night uh, against the Capitals.
1: Right.
0: Yes. And he got right. he started out really good, but they ended up losing the game in a shootout.
1: That's right. Yeah, sorry, Kenny. Actually, I keep forgetting where most of our goalies are at now because they move around so much. But, yeah, I mean, I'm fine with it. If we, even if we play Layton, that's going to be a great game, too, just to see, you know, go up against Michael Layton. So, I don't, I don't know. Either, either way, I think Cam's going to be on it tonight. But yeah, no fans, we're glad you guys are uh, listening live. If you are listening live, awesome. Uh, hit us up on the chat. The chat is open right now. Um, if you want to you know, talk to us during the chat and stuff, and great if you're listening in on Block Talk Radio, you'll hear us on iTunes tomorrow. Um, we'll have our post, pre- and post-game shows that we're doing today on iTunes tomorrow, so be on the lookout if you're not listening in now. But, I don't know. Lee, looking at our opponents think you know, we're playing the Pittsburgh Penguins. It is our first game playing these guys this season? Our first of our this is our first of four games. We don't, we have them again on the fourth of January, the twenty-third, and then we don't have them again until end of February. It's a big game tonight for us because of the fact that we are tied on points, we are three points outside of, of the last wild card spot with the Islanders. We, Looking at the Penguins overall, where do you think – where how do we do our three keys now just to get, get this uh, show on the road and rocking and rolling? What are your three key things that you need to see the Hurricanes do tonight in terms of us getting the W against the Penguins, who are right, like I said, are tied with us in points right now?
0: Uh, it, well, uh, not to sound like I'm beating a broken drum here, but uh, this, I'm going with the same keys I would have had for our last two shows. Um, and actually, if we were able to do a pregame show, I wouldn't feel into it the last game for a pregame show. I kind of rallied for a postgame show. Um, but I was going to do the same keys in that game too, the same keys I've been doing. Be physical. We've got to be a physical team. This is a team that already is beat up and banged up. They've got numerous injuries. There's In fact, I'm pretty sure right now if you go to the dictionary and look up injury, it will have a Penguin logo beside of it. They seem to be having the same problems that we've had the past couple of seasons with injuries. So that's good. We be physical. We knock these young guys off the game that's coming up that doesn't get a chance to play a lot of games. That's my first key. My second key is going to be special teams again. You know, we're sitting here three straight games with power play goals. We got four power play goals in our last three games. Once again, will, we're coming up against a team that's going to take some penalties. Um, they sit at over about 11 minutes a game in penalties, so they're going to take their share of penalties. Uh, their penalty kill is not the greatest in the league. It's below the middle. They're tied for 17th right now at 80.6 penalty kill. And here's the key number right here, especially when I say special teams, is our penalty kill tonight because we're while our penalty kill has been better the past couple games and we've gone up to 25th and we're sitting at 77.8% right now, the key tonight will definitely be if we take penalties, we've got to kill them. The Penguins are sitting second in the league right now in power play percentage at 25.2. Can't take any dumb penalties tonight and have them cost us because our power play, while, yes, we've kind of hit a hot streak right now, We've gone up to 26. You know, our, our last year we were 29th and 28th, respectively. So we've gone up a little bit. We got to keep that flow going. We got to run it. And my last key: score first, score first, and score often on this team. Uh, the Penguins are a team that is not good when they get scored against first. I believe they're they're four thirteen and one. When the other team scores first, they're really slow out the gates. They're kind of like us at the beginning of the season, slow out the gates. You know, we turn it on in the third or right at the end of the first. We had a better second period at the beginning of the season. We're kind of slow out the gate, then it turned around where we were getting a little bit better out the gate, but having a bad second period and having a really strong third. We got to continue to play that we've been playing the past couple games. We got to play a full sixty minutes, especially a team like this, a team that we're finally seeing for the first time this year, a team that has been struggling themselves. I mean, who would have thought that the defending two time Stanley Cup champions would be sitting tied with us and we got two games ahead of them. So I mean, no one expected that. So start out early and start out often. I mean we're fifteen three and two when we get the first goal. I think if we start out strong again, you know hey, it's the same keys as again, but it seems to be winning the games for us. What are your three
1: keys to the game for tonight? Uh, I think, honestly, three keys to the game tonight, I think we need to do um, what we've been doing, honestly. It's just, like I said, I know I've said it a lot recently, and just is that our four-track our four has been, just been on it the last, like, few games. And, I mean, we've played – I know we've played, you know, the Canadians who've been struggling, the Sabres who've been struggling and stuff like that, but – if you look at what we've been doing, the our offense has been like on top of the, of the others every game for 60 minutes. We have, besides that second period against Montreal, we kind of slacked off a little bit. We really haven't had a bad 60 minutes since. I I, I kind of I I erased Toronto for the memory so I think it's just one of those like weird games where it just like some freak thing happens where just. Everything goes in for one team and not for us, but...
0: Yeah, I have What's to say that to that game, what that was, what, sorry to cut you off, but what that was to Toronto fans, I know I took a dig on y'all last show, but I'm going to do it again. What that was is the NHL gods felt sorry that they haven't won a cup since the 60s, and they wanted to give them something to cheer about.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, that could be true, yeah, who knows, but... um. But, yeah, if you, if you look away from the Toronto game, honestly, we've played an awesome 60 minutes start to finish ever since Vegas. And I know you could say, well, the Buffalo game, we were up 4-2. We gave up two goals. But that wasn't to say we well, we still wanted overtime. Yeah, it wasn't the perfect 60 minutes. But, honestly, just, we just need to keep playing a full 60. That's what I'm saying. Like, we just need to keep our forecheck on it, keep up the pressure, making them skate backwards. Because both teams are lethal, and I saw I saw a tweet from uh, John forsland um, not so not too long ago actually on Twitter, and he actually said that. Um, actually no, sorry, yeah, it was John forsland He was talking about uh, it's going to be a big game today. And actually, it was Glenn Wesley, on Twitter that said both teams generate off transition well, team speed, special teams, and goaltending will be important for this weekend to uh, keep pace. So yeah, even even John Forslund and Glenn Wesley are saying the same things that we are. It's like it's the fact that special teams are going to be important, and especially with our offense, our offense needs to keep the pressure up and hit them in transition. I think that's something we need to do. My second point is is to stay physical. We need to stay physical because ever since Florida and I forget what game it was, they showed our they showed our hit stats. We've we've basically been out hitting teams or keeping it really close for the last like few games. Ever since Florida, before they did our road trip, we have been a more physical team. We're finally putting the bodies on people to make them play harder and try because we're not giving them easy shots. Yeah, I mean some goals have been pretty easy from time to time, but if you really look at the overall physicality, the fit our physicality's really gotten up. I mean. Shoot, I mean, we even talked about Jordan Stahl led the team last game in hits, and he's our top line center. Like, was actually that say? your top line center is out hitting? Is the is the leader in hits? So it's not just you know our defensemen that are throwing hits. It's our one of our co-captains, who to me, honestly, if we had to pick one co, if we had to pick one captain, I'd rather pick Jordan Stahl. That's for me. Another important later on in the show or in the, or sometime for another show, but. Like I said, keep up the physicality. Keep up with the body hits. Throw a punch. You know, if they they want to challenge us to a fight, all right, drop the gloves and let's go. We're not afraid of you. Because if we play the two-time Stanley Cup champions like we've been playing everyone else, we should should be able to keep up with them and show the Metro and the NHL why the Kings should be a force to reckon with. Because I was talking to someone else on Facebook today saying that – with how we are playing as a team, if there, there's nothing we can really change. If it's not broken, don't fix it. And I, that leads me into my third point is how we're clicking right now is how we should be for this entire game because all of our lines are scoring. Our defense is playing well. You know, Cam Ward has been out of his mind the last few games, and I just think that whatever tactics we've been playing with, I know, you, I know you need to do some different tactics per team because, you know, now we got, you know, um, with Phil Cuff coming in, you know, tank, you know, Crosby, um, Malkin and all that. So I know, I know you have to change up a little bit in terms of watching those guys. But, I mean, whatever we've been doing, you know, with strategy-wise, keep doing it. Because if it's not working, don't fix it. So that's my that's my other key to the game is roll with what we've been doing, and I think that's what I think is what we need to do. So Lee, so when you look at how we're playing right now as a team, not just looking at you know last game with Montreal, how we just completely smoked them out of the building, which is fantastic, because that was a great game. I know I know people are gonna say, oh, it was only three one. You know, the last goal was an empty netter, yada, 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 and all that stuff. I think we outplayed Montreal. Montreal just got lucky with that one goal by Galchenyuk. Other than that, they had no shot to touch it that night. But if you look at overall as as a team, since – I mean, we can look back at, you know, Vegas or even the Florida game before a road trip. How do you feel – what do you see as a team for the Canes? How do you see that how we've been playing recently? Like, what are your thoughts on the Kings overall uh, going to this last, you know, three weeks of 2017? How are, you, how are you feeling and what are you seeing with our Hurricanes?
0: I'm impressed. Uh, I really am. You know, I think this is a team that everybody was talking about before the beginning of the season, a team that could surprise everybody. I think we finally got it together. Yeah, it took most of the first two months of the season – to get it together, but I finally think we've got it together. This is the team that everybody was talking about beforehand, and no one, no one was talking about Cam Ward being the one leading this team. They were talking about Darling leading this team. Sorry, it's been Ward leading this team, and he rightly deserves to, and I think he can keep playing like that. It works perfectly with his back-to-back, and then we get a break until Washington Tuesday, I believe. So, yeah, um gives him rest for Tuesday against Washington, another key game, and gives Darling a chance to start after that debacle in Toronto, which he deserves to get a start here. You know, it gives Ward a break. It gives him an extra day of rest before the next game. And as long as Darling plays good, that's good. It shows that maybe he's getting his head in the right place. You can't just trust everything off of one game because, trust me, if you look at that, you look at the Blue Jackets game before the Toronto game where Darling played phenomenal. And then what happened uh, Toronto happened. Yeah. And so if he can transfer it into multiple starts, it'd be great. But I think this is the team finally that everybody thought it was going to be at the beginning of the season, a team that's going to contend, a team that's going to surprise a lot of people and a team that's going to play a lot better than most people think they would. I just don't think they really thought it was going to be Ward leading this team. But I think I'm impressed, you know, I, I was calling for a lot of changes on previous shows, you know, things you know we needed to do. Hey, maybe fire Bill Peters. You know, I I I, I always wanted to say that you know it's not always the head co- coach's fault. You know, he may draw up a system and he may want players to play a system, but he's not the one out there on the ice trying, you know, producing. You know, so we and we had a lot of guys that haven't produced. I mean, think about it. This team has had would have fault producing at the pace he was producing last year. This team could be a whole different team. We could be sitting first or second right now, but we haven't. We've had to overcome adversity. we had our top defenseman not playing great. It seems like he's got it in gear the past couple games. It seemed like that two-goal game the other night it seemed to really uh, break things open for him. And But to me, this is a team that is getting to the point where we think it always should have been. And I'm pretty happy. What are, What are your opinions on this so far? Do you think we should be better? Do you think we should be worse? You know, do you think we've gotten lucky?
1: Oh no, I would I would never say that we've gotten lucky. I think we're I think we're shocking people. I think we're doing the thing that is what the Kings should be doing. I think our record doesn't really speak to how good of a team we are. I think because I think that early stretch that road trip. Kind of hurt us a little bit because we really, because we if I if we took if we didn't blow the game in San Jose, we would have went three zero and one. No, no. So we went with yeah three zero and one. No three one and two because no sorry three two and one. Sorry, I forgot what St. Louis was an overtime loss. If we went three two and or San Jose. um I think if we picked up another win in that San Jose game, if we didn't blow that game away, I think we would have had we would have had another extra win. We'd be one point. We'd instead of three points back. We'd be one point out. But I think I think our record doesn't really speak to the volume of how good this team is. Yeah, I mean we've had a few rough patches at the start of the season, but luckily I mean we're not that. I mean we're almost into the new year, but we still have you know three full months and like two weeks in April, so it's not like. Season is not over by any stretch of the imagination, and I think we can gain back those points that we lost out early on. So, I think we, I think, like I said, I think our record doesn't speak to how good this team is. We're finally clicking on all cylinders where we should be, and I think this is a team that's really going to surprise people. I mean, I was really excited in, in the off season. I know everyone's going you know, like, oh, well, you guys are the Blackhawks 2.0 because, you know, we got Trevor Van Riemsdyk, you know, we got Kruger, we got Scott Jarwin. You know, we got and we got Tavo last year. I mean we have a lot of former Hawks on the team, but I mean I mean I think we made a lot of good moves and I think we really set we I think we really set our team up to where if we're clicking on all stoners, which we which we have been doing, like I can see the I can see the six, six or seven stretch go to seven and eight after tonight. And could we possibly keep it up with St. Louis and then go into the next week? Yeah. I could, I could really honestly see us clicking this stretch into something more than just six or seven. This all—it's just all depends on how we do tonight and how we do it in St. Louis tomorrow to set us up for Tuesday. So I agree with you. I think right now, we're—are we surprising people? Yeah, but in the, I think at the same time, though, I think our record is not like I said doesn't speak for the volume of how good this team is. Because now we're finally seeing what, how capable the Canes are in terms of playing. Because if all the lines are going, if the defense is rock solid, and our goalie, you know, stops, stops a lot of pucks, and we put more pucks in the net, we're actually you know, we're doing what we need to do as a team. So am I a little surprised? Yeah, you should say that. But like I said, at the same time, I think this is the team that we've been waiting for all season to see. I'm finally glad we're seeing it at the right time to where I think I saw somewhere we finished, like, where we were with the worst record, we finished, you know, 18th, like 26th, 27th, and I forget anything, like 23rd in the last, like, few seasons. So, and, like, right now we're seeing it 16th, almost going into January. So if we play well tonight and tomorrow, we could possibly go into 2018 in the top 15 in the league. We, we're, like, we're already at the halfway. We're, like, in the middle. We could possibly look, be looking at a top 15 team right here in Carolina, and, po- and quite possibly if the, if the Islanders and the Rangers drop points the next couple nights, you could see us in a wild card spot. And I can see that happening. If we take if we up our four points today and tomorrow, and the Islanders, and the Islanders just lose one game, Boom! We're one. We're one point clear of the Islanders in the last in the last wild card spot. So I honestly see it happen. <laughs> and I'm being dead honest. I think I think we are legit a wild card team. I know everyone would love to hear, oh, we'd be like the top three in the division. No, not not the way you know, Washington, Columbus, and and Jersey have been playing. But I do see us as a wild card team, and I'm ha- and I'm happy to say that I'm happy to say it for finally for the first time, in the last few years that, we legit look like a wild card team. I mean, this is how it is. But uh, moving on, Lee, so big news today coming out of the Hurricanes was the fact that Marcus Kerger somehow, I don't know if he's hurt or what the deal is, but he said he's out tonight, and the Canes brought up uh, Lucas Walmart from the Checkers. And a lot of people have been saying they haven't – a lot of people have said they've seen him play, but the ones who have seen him play – they say he's really good, and I'm, from what I've been seeing with him, I remember he played pretty well with us the last couple times, and I'm really excited to see what he does for us tonight. So I have to ask Ealy, what do you think? What do you think of this move by the Kings to bring up uh, Walmart? Like, how, how do you feel about that? Okay, I
0: Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm I'm here. I'm here. Uh, run that by me again. Sorry, my dogs were barking. I was trying to get them, and I wasn't paying attention. No, sorry. No, no. Excuse me. No. <laughs> my dogs went crazy there for a second, and I had to get them.
1: No, it's okay. No, I was I was asking what I was asking. What do you think of uh, Lucas Walmart? Um, oh, taking
0: yeah. Over exactly. For was, a- oh, cool. That works out perfectly because I was actually about to talk about him as well. Um, you know, he gets recalled. You know, Kruger apparently got hurt in practice, you know, and he's not playing night. He's making his NHL debut um, after, well, this year, after making it last year. He's getting eight games, had, what, two assists, I believe, last year for the Hurricanes. Um, Then put up some great points in Charlotte last year. He ended up putting 46 points up last year in 67 games in Charlotte even with that stint with the Hurricanes. And then, you know, you look at what he's done this year in 20 games, he's got 23 points, he's, you know, over a point per game. You know, you do look at the HL and go, ah, you know, it's lesser and fewer talent, you know. It's not the same, especially with Vegas coming in, you know, that really dipped the pool for a lot of teams, so to speak, when giving up guys and having to call up guys. But, you yeah. yeah, to me, I, I'm excited. You know, I, I think this is his chance again. You know, he had a chance last year. To make a point. And he really didn't, to me, he didn't show his signs of what he showed, especially in um, Sweden with their uh, under-20 team and their national team. He right. really didn't show to me that he was quite ready. And this year, yet yeah, while he's been good, I have no fault in bringing him up because he is a center. But I would, I would have liked to seen Zykoff up instead, honestly, because I'm real. I really like that kid, but I know he plays on the wings. But hey, why not? It's the fourth line. Zykoff might do it, but you know, I have good hopes for Walmart. I think he may add a little different spark that Kruger really don't have. And what I mean by that, I mean an offensive spark, a little bit more. Yeah. He's able to generate a little more plays, and you can see that in some of his highlight videos. I believe well, he was one of the first to pull out the in-between-the-legs and won the internationals before it really got going. He did that in one of the shootouts. But, you know, I think he'll be a solid player to come in. You know, he's, he's not Marcus Kruger. But then again, Marcus Kruger really isn't, to me, more than a fourth-line center, honestly, on most teams. I mean, yeah, he was a little bit higher in Chicago, but, I mean, Chicago had such great depth at the wings at that time, you know, really, and you could put anybody in center, and they could make that work.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, if you look at I, – I know a lot of people are going to say, well, we're losing the physicality that Kruger had with um, – with Walmart, and I can understand that. I mean, because I mean, Kruger is really, he's a really—he's a—he's a hitter, but I'm not saying he's a solid guy. but yeah, he's definitely a good fourth-line center. But unfortunately, if you really look at the as in general, you there's really no because you could take Lindholm off the wing, but then you would have to slot him so far down, or you would have to move Derek Ryan down to the fourth line. And so, unfortunately, like I said I mean, Zykov would have been a great move. I think you're right, but I don't think is really a fourth-line guy. And I mean. And we can't really move Lindholm off the wing and put him at center unless we re re-align the line. Yeah, you but can. I do have can.
0: The- you can move I him off the wing. Oh, definitely. Sorry, but- in my opinion, Lindholm played some of his best games this year. Sorry to get off topic, but yeah, that you got me with that one. <clears throat> Lindholm has played some of his best games this year when he was at center. And yes, Derek Ryan could be the best fourth-line center in the league. Why I like him up, I think he would fit perfectly in the fourth-line center role.
1: Oh, well, and... why well, why you got into the birthday boy journey like that, though, putting him on the fourth <laughs> line? That's just not right. That's just not right. But, yeah, special shout-out to Derek Ryan for his birthday today. Maybe we'll get maybe we'll get the birthday boy a win, and maybe he'll score us a goal for us tonight. <laughs> I hope uh, Colin Jones, one of our other uh, hosts on this show, hope he likes that little shout-out for his boy Derek Ryan. But, um. I mean, you could move Lindholm off the wing. I mean, it's a, it's a possibility, but I think with how the lines are, I think, I think leaving him there and putting Wohlberg on the fourth line is a good move. And, actually, I do have – I finally have the updated lines for tonight. Uh, TSA line, of course, on the first line. Then we got Skinner, Rask, and Lindholm. McGinn, Ryan, and Williams. Nordstrom. And Philly Giuseppe on the wings, and on the website it says that Tim Wallace don't fans don't trust that Tim Wallace. He's like, I don't think he's been with the team forever because he's got the old jersey with Tim oh, Wallace. It was was Tim the, Wallace. <laughs> that one, the, that's the then that's the jersey from like two, like three or four seasons ago when we had like the pinch stripe up top and the and the the old warning the warning flag at the bottom. So don't trust that where Tim Wallace is at. It's actually a uh, Walmart. And then we got Slave and no shocker there. Dahlback and Falk. Your boy Dahlback is in it again because you're loving Dahlback. I'm surprised you haven't got a Dahlback jersey yet. Uh, then we got Noah and Trevor Van Riemsdyk, and then of course uh, Cam Ward is starting tonight. And Stepniak, who I have heard is not going to be going with us to St. Louis, so I don't know what's going on with Stepniak either. We need to, like do something with him or tell us what's going on because he's been out for. All season, and then like you said before, uh, Marcus Kruger is out um, with an injury. But yeah, those are our lineups tonight. So, how, how do you feel about that? Those uh, lineups that we're rolling tonight
0: against the Penguins? Yeah, no, you know, no changes there except for the, you know, Walmart in and. I oh, mean um, Tim Wallace. <laughs> yeah, Tim Wallace. Yeah, Tim Wallace in for all you. Caniacs out there that might even know who the heck Tim Wallace is. I don't remember that oh, guy. Gosh, I, I have no clue oh, who that gosh. guy is. I don't uh, remember him. You know, he's probably a part of that fourth it's, line it's, it's that only Tim played Hall. like two minutes a game and didn't do nothing during this time. Tim yeah. yeah,
1: I remember Tim Wallace. But uh, he wasn't like, he wasn't like lighting the world on fire.
0: Yeah, <laughs> apparently not. But yeah, if I can't remember him, apparently not yet. But uh, you know, no changes. I like it. You know. I like Dahlback still being in there. Yeah, I hate it for Flurry, but all that shows to me is that Flurry's expendable at this point, and you know he could be some good trade bait out there. I don't see a problem with if I have to lose one guy off defense, especially right now. I have no problem losing Flurry at all. You know we got some great defensive prospects coming up, and like Jake Bean, uh, Chelios, Chris Chelios' son Jake yeah. Chelios. Um, you know we got. That that could be a guy that could be expendable right there. You know, while I'd like to have him some games, um, especially if we're going to trade him. I
1: don't know. To be honest, actually, to be honest, I'm actually going to disagree with you on that one. I think hey, – because Hayden Swarty is still a rookie, and everyone has got high hope for this kid. I still think Hayden he does have a good thing for this team. I, I think he's a great seventh D-man for right now, and that will give all of our other guys down in, the check, down in the Charlotte more opportunity to grow and not have them rush
0: up. I think right now – I keep But we already have a good hard. seventh E-Men in the AHL. A guy that's already cool. ready to be a seventh. Yeah, Roland McKeon.
1: No, I, I mean, he, yeah, he could be. Roland McKean is.
0: He, our, he, if Roland McKean can do that job right there that Flurry's doing, Flurry could be good trade bait for a good number one centerman, probably.
1: Maybe. I mean, <laughs> if if we had to trade someone. Uh, on the deal line, that was because I know everyone would be like, no, don't trade Justin Falk. I'd I see Van Riemsdyk moving before I see Flurry. Okay. I mean, and I'm not, yeah. and I, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, like, I'm not saying that Flurry's not expendable. I'm, I'm like, I'm not saying that. But if I'm, if I, if I was Ron Francis looking at the team overall and projection wise, for the fact that Hayden is still a rookie, everyone has, like, you know, high elite status on this kid. Like, he's going to be one of the top guys in the future. I don't want to see him moving Van Riemsdyk out before I see him moving Flurry out, because because you can put Flurry on that on that last pairing with Noah Hanifin, and he would still leave Dahlbeck on his natural side with Justin with uh, with Falk, and that's a, that's a that's a six. Those are your six offenders I could see in the future if they want to bring um, that that kid up from Charlotte. I see Van Riemsdyk moving before they move Flurry.
0: But now I'm going to cut you off by just think I think – Yeah, but who gets – oh, we got time. We now. got – I said it, we got an hour. Yeah. We got an hour tonight. But, no, uh, no, I could see – I could possibly see that because, I, well, you really got to question yourself, what's the return going to be? Who are we really going to get for Ram Reem's Dyke? I mean, you look pick out there price. we're probably gonna get back a third or fourth line center maybe at best. And we already got picks, those.
1: I I could honestly say maybe a second line guy at best if we throw maybe a pick in and we get a pick back. That's the only thing I can really think of is if we do that where we're throwing fault, if we're throwing Van Remsteck in a pick and getting like a second line guy in another pick and you but even that's still a stretch because our second line is pretty solid with Lindholm, Raskin, Skinner. And on the third line, who, who are you going to move off the third line? Justin Williams? No, Williams is so.
0: oh,
1: like Brock said. McGinn.
0: Move him out. Brock he doesn't in. deserve to be a... – Yeah, Brock McGinn is not a third-line guy in my opinion. He's another fourth-line guy. He's an energy-type guy. I, I don't – I'm not really trying to hate on the guy, but – Heck, I think Zykov's a better fit for this team right now than McGinn. But the problem is McGinn's our only tough guy. I
1: would say, if, I'd say if anything, we're gonna bring Zykov off. I'd say move north. I'd say move off the fourth line and put him as a healthy scratch or G to P D uh PDG. I mean, I mean, yeah. Peter is good. Giuseppe is good, but I don't see him as a solid everyday fourth line because obviously because he's been a healthy scratch for most of the season. So if you really want to do something, a third, if you want to get a second-line guy or even a third-line guy, okay, then move Norsham to the right, make Zykov a healthy scratch, move Brock Ginn down, and then insert your third-line guy there and, and send Dino Sebi back down to Charlotte. If we're, if we're doing that, if we're moving Van Riemsdyk out, but like I said, I mean, if I was Ron Francis, knowing how Francis does, and how the Hurricanes are projecting because they want to stick with young guys. And I can understand that because we're not going to go out and splash, you know, millions and millions of dollars on guys. We're we're basically going through you know what we can get in free agency and what we can get through the draft. I don't think the Kings are going to be willing to ship out uh, a a potential elite rookie defender unless a team comes along and blows us out of the blows us out of the water with a great deal. That's what I said. I, think, I see Van Reemstack moving before Flurry, and that's when you bring the kid from Charlotte up. Um, McCowan? McCowan? I forgot your yeah, name. McKean. But, yeah, McKean. Or, yeah, McKean. McCowan. yeah. Yeah, McCowan, yeah. That's the only reason why I can see him moving up is if they move Van Reemstack out and throw Flurry on that last line with Hannafin. And what we get back for it all depends. But, I mean, that's just how oh, I Oh, we got.
0: Yeah, but you gotta look at it that way too. You, if yeah, you can get a better return for Flurry as well. But do you risk? They're gonna want a defensive prospect, a top defense. Any team that's gonna ship off a center is gonna look back for a solid defenseman. There's plenty of teams out there that can shop a center right now, and one that's been shopping the center, and I don't know why we don't go after him. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, I think he'd fit perfect on this team. Edmonton needs a solid defenseman. Do you risk really sending a guy like Jake Bean? Back and over Flurry, or Chelios, who's having a good year. Roland McKeon, he's going to be part of that deal, possibly. I like the upside of Roland McKean, yeah. But you know, to get a guy, especially if we can get like Ryan Nugent Hopkins, still young. And I believe he's only twenty-four.
1: Yeah, but, you're, but he was flourishing the system. But here's our problem, though. Nugent Hopkins is not a first-line center. We don't need another second-line center.
0: Put him in a yep. second and skip it first. But can you imagine a line with Skinner and Ron Nugent Hopkins on
1: it? I, I mean that not, line would be I'm filthy.
0: Not,
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm not, yeah, I mean I'm I mean I'm fine. I'm not saying that's a dumb idea. I'm not saying that. But if you're right, if you're looking at Ryan Nugent Hopkins, you're looking at another second line scenario Because we're going to move Russ to the third and Derek Ryan to the fourth. Okay, you're just yep. replacing. You're getting. All you're getting is a second line center where we have a, where our team already has three, or already has two second line centers in Jordan Stall and Victor Rask. I think if we're going to go out and get a center that's going to be worthy of, of flurry, he needs to be a solid first line center. That's the only thing I, guess I can think of that would be that would make the hurricanes pull the trigger on that deal. Is if we're getting a solid first line center that's going to lead us into the future as a team? Because I don't think they're going to go out and get a guy who's uh, the talent of his career who's playing on the first line right now. And I mean, yeah, the Nuge is good. I mean, he's he's great for twenty four, and I think he can fit into the system. But Nuge is not a first line center. He never has been, and he never will be because they tried that in Edmonton when it was him, Hall, and Everly, and that didn't really never work out. And you know, now he's a I don't know what the lineup is for Edmonton right now, but I just don't see how
0: it really works. Well, about how about the this beginning. name then? How about John Tavares? You know, he's not happy. Tavares he's is coming in into be contract.
1: Okay, sorry. Yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, Nugent Hopkins is, yeah, is second-line center in Edmonton, but he's with Maroon and Cagula. Yeah, that's so been I mean, a good line
0: this year for them.
1: I know, like, I know they've been shopping him around, but I think the fact that he's, like, come back into his own. Do you see them really moving Nugent Hawkins now at this point? He's, oh, yeah. Uh, he's,
0: even his... That team is in a free fall I... right now. Yeah. That team needs something to spark them. And I think getting a guy like hey, uh, like Flurry would spark that team, and then it gives us a nice return. We get a good draft pick in return as well. We'll probably send them a draft pick. I think that gives us a nice return. Hey, I'd package him in a deal with Patrick Maroon. I'd love to see that guy come to Carolina. Who? Talk about some physicality. Then we'd have some physicality. Who you talking
1: about? Who, who are you here? Any of Patrick the Maroon.
0: One? Patrick Maroon from Edmonton. Package a deal with him. Send him, uh, you know, send him DeGiuseppe. And, uh, yeah, send oh him Flourish. And, and we get, <laughs> yeah, there we go. It's this fantasy oh trade day here. It turned into fantasy oh trade day on the show. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey,
1: hey, room will far. be the we're toughest not, not guy on our, our
0: show. We're no, it's just an hour show. Seconds, so we guys. got about 15 minutes left. <laughs> yeah, we're,
1: we're, not, we're not doing the fix fixing segment. Yeah, come on, man. We
0: get a little bit too ahead Oh, of yeah, yeah, yeah two I two know. Two. Okay, uh, no, I just turned into that. But, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> I mean,
0: not, let's just, get back on track now since we got 15 minutes. Yeah, we kind of wavered off there. Let's get back on track. And let's do – so we haven't done this yet. Let's do our player's – to watch for the game. And uh, I'll start out with my Pittsburgh player. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, their goal, starting goaltender tonight, Yari, or Jerry, or however you want to say his name. Oh, so I, I think Jerry's, tonight, okay. Jerry's been a pretty good goaltender when he's been in. I mean, yeah, you look at him, he's been – He's got a five two and two record with a nine eighteen save percentage and a two point four three goals against average. You gotta think though right when he came in when Murray got hurt the first time, you know, Murray started last night, rumors that he may be hurt now. So I mean, Jerry was gonna start this game anyways. But you look at it, he did right when he came in, he had to stretch uh, I believe he had back to back with Buffalo. Coming in, and he got his first shutout in Buffalo as well. So he does have a shutout to his name as well. But that was against Buffalo back when Buffalo was really, really struggling you know, a couple of weeks ago. But he's come back in. You know, it's a young goalie. Yeah, I think we get. It shows if you get to him early, it can work out. But that's my player to watch. You know, if he can, if he makes the big saves, if he keeps the Penguins in the game, if we can get to him early and often, I think it bodes well for us. Who is your Penguin player to watch? My Penguin to watch
1: is um, Mr. Hot Dog himself, Phil the Thrill Kessel. And looking at him right now, he leads the Penguins in points with 41 and in goals. So what does that really tell you for the fact that, you know, everyone's going to be like, oh, you know, look at Crosby, you know, look at Malkin, look at Hornquist. I mean, looking at the team overall, I mean, even – honestly – Phil leads the team in goals, assists, and points. Like, And that really tells you something for the fact that how Phil Kessel is as a player, that you could say that, yeah, he's one of the top guys, but do, do people really talk about him, though? I think that's someone that we have to look out for. And, I mean, just looking to see where... Still is in terms of a player, yeah, we all thought he was, like we all thought he wasn't that great in Toronto. Then he comes to Pittsburgh, and somebody's just you know shooting the lights out. And, and the thing is, like he is a guy who plays on the second line on the Penguins. He is a second line winger leading in all offensive stats in terms of points, goals, and assists. And you look at the first line when you know got uh, Gunzel, Gunetzel, Crosby, and Patrick Hornquist. I mean, even the guys that Phil's on the line list, he's with you know Haglin and Malkin, and he's leading the Penguins in points all across the board. So if I had pick, a, if I had to pick a Penguin to watch out for tonight, yeah, you could say you know Crosby and Malkin. No, I'm looking at Phil Kessel, cause this dude, this dude's been on it. He's got 16 goals and 25 assists in 38 games. He's he's absolutely like lighting up the board this year. You know, 41 points. He's averaging like one point let's say one point two points a game. That's that's some insane numbers for a second line right wing. You would figure we be from a first line guy. But no, it's Phil Kessel. Um so on that note, I'll go actually I'll go I'll go Hurricane first and since you did Pittsburgh first, I'll go with Mike Kane. I'm looking at, you know I, for me it was a toss up. Is there I was gonna go with the birthday boy, Derek Ryan, or this other guy. I'm gonna go with the other guy and it's Jeff Skinner. And I think, I know you've pointed him out before and i pointed him out before, but I think this is a game that Jeff needs to come out, gun blazing, ready to, you know, show off his hands, you know, get us a couple apples, maybe put in a goal for us. Maybe get us a, maybe get us a goal and a couple assists, you know, or a couple goals and assists. I think this is a game where Jeff Skinner needs to solidify why he should be in the running for an all-star vote. Because right now he is one of very few Hurricanes right now, that are pushing for a spot. Because right now it's only Skinner and Justin Falk that are the two options coming to the All-Star game. So I think if he wants to show how great of a player he is, I think Jeff needs to show tonight against a a team in the Metro who's a two-time Stanley Cup champion, a repeat reigning champions, and who everyone thinks is supposed to run the gauntlet for for a three-peat. This is the game that he needs to come out tonight and just obliterate pittsburgh and solidify why he should be an all-star this year and not just in falk so that's my hurricane i'm looking at jeff skinner tonight and the good thing is i just got his jersey today for christmas and a late christmas present but i'm rocking that tonight and hoping some good mojo comes off that jersey and skinny gets us a uh, gets us some points tonight who is your uh, hurricane to watch tonight lee
0: well, I know I told you one person earlier but I'm changing it. I'm going with Klaus Stallback again. Yeah. Hershey to watch right there, Klaus Stallback. <laughs> because he, shot? It, it's not, you know, it's not because he's gonna get points. You know, he, he's only got eighteen points in his career. And so he's not gonna yeah, get he's, a he's tons, not a points
1: guy. Yeah, I understand that. He's not a points guy. He's a guy who gets on the box. It's body.
0: what he's able to do, especially when he's playing with Falk on his natural side. He's able you know he's a good shutdown D guy that gives Falk a little bit of the freedom to uh, take chances and make a little bit more plays. And what you've seen the past couple of games is the ability for Falk to do those things, knowing that he's got a guy back there that's really going to back him up. You know, you could, you know, with Flurry that pairing was not good. You can't have two offensive guys really working good together, in my opinion. Too offensive-minded, they want to get into play, jump up too soon. But Kloss gives that ability for Falk to do that and have a little bit more comfort knowing that Dallbacks there to back him up. You know, Dollbacks there to know to be in the right position. He's really well – I mean, he's playing, he's playing the top-tier defenseman. It's just that he's not getting points. And it's a shame that you look at the top defensemen in the league and all they talk about, you know, Brent Burns, Drew Doughty. You know, all the top guys, they get points, too. But they don't really look at the full parts of the game. Yeah, you want points. But if a guy plays the game to his top capability and he's able to open up things for other guys, yeah, he may not get the assists. He may not get the goals. I mean, it's a shame that, it, you know, a lot of times he's like maybe the third assist guy. A lot. So I think he opens up things for Falk and Falk out, look for Falk to continue what he's been doing the past couple of games, taking a little bit more chances, playing a little bit more confidently since he's been back and give it the opportunity. So I, I think if Falk can keep playing the game that he's been playing, it's going to be good for the Hurricanes. And I predict, uh, I'm actually going off with of a, uh, going ahead with our predictions as well. So we've got about 10 minutes left in the show. I'm going with Falk. Uh, 4-1 win Hurricanes. I think we jump out early and often wow. on Gary. So, I'm going with a 4-1 win. I think we get up to four goals tonight, and hopefully it's a 4-1 win. And their goal is like a little flute goal or just a good goal that Cam couldn't do nothing. But I think we can jump on this team early and often and just keep riding this streak we've been on.
1: Uh, I mean, no, I, I I, I love it. I'll take a 4-1 win as well. But I think knowing how the Penguins are and the fact that they are a, a fast-moving team and they have a lot of speed and they have a lot of offense. And, I mean, we've seen the other times too, the Penguins. The Penguins, can get shut out, you don't really see that very often. So, will I see a shutout? No. But I'm going to go – I think I'm going off your one for Pittsburgh, but I'm going to go three. I think we're going to do another 3-1 repeat like we did against Montreal. You know, three goals tonight. And you know, Cam Moore gets another one, make him nine zero and one in his in his last in his last ten, and you know, go seven of eight. And I think that'd be a great. I, I think we can do that. I think three one. I think three one is what's going to be for next. But uh, before we go though, as well, we did get a question from uh, Linda Fandler. Uh, Linda, hopefully I pronounced your last name right. She does ask, do the Hurricane players change to New Jersey's during period uh, during? Um, Intermissions. I know she's a period, but I think she meant intermissions. So I can honestly say that I think that no, they do not. They don't switch jerseys. Um we, but we do appreciate your question about that and I want to say no, they don't switch jerseys. That's just that's just don't I don't think something that they do as a team. I think after a certain number of games, I think they will recycle um jerseys overall after a certain number. Um, Lee, do you want to take a stab at this question? Uh, yeah. The only
0: thing I know that players may change out of is a lot of times they'll change gloves, and you'll see that a lot of times during the benches in between shifts sometimes. You'll see a player throw a gloves his gloves to a trainer, and the trainer throws some gloves back to him. I know they'll switch gloves. You know, it gets a little wet in the glove. You're sweating a lot as a hockey player with all that gear on and moving so much sweating a lot, and so I know they've definitely change gloves. They also changed, a lot of skates, a lot of players now have uh, the skates with detachable blades. And I do know a lot of players will have two or three sets of blades already sharpened, ready before the game. And they would, they will change them out. A lot of players will want the sharpest of sharpest skates. You know, some players don't, Some play. a lot of players do, though. They'll some players will, if they don't have the detachable blades yet, they'll get theirs sharpened in between periods. So I know they got like blades and stuff like that. Sticks sometimes as well. Definitely, you know, gloves, blades, uh, maybe helmets sometimes too. Some players I've known that have a couple helmets and they would change out if one got a little bit too sweaty and they noticed too much fog coming up on a shield or something they would end up switching out helmets. But uh, jerseys, not. Nah, that's why it's so rare to find game-worn jerseys because they use jerseys all the time. You know, until something happens to a jersey where they really got to take it off like a tear, rip, you know, defunction, you know, if they need to let it out or something and they need to go for repair, that's when they'll bring in a new jersey. But that oh, other jersey gets repaired, recycled, like you were saying, Zach, but... You know, if they do change it, then that's uh, probably might see someone that has a weird OCD thing or something or some weird superstition that they've been doing since they were a kid where they had multiple jerseys of one, you know, jersey, and they would change out of every, change out of it every period, you know, and maybe something like that superstitious, but uh, other than that, nah.
1: Yeah, I mean, that would be interesting. Me. I don't really see, yeah, so, yeah, Linda, thank you for your question. We appreciate you asking us. Yeah. And I just, like you said, yeah, I don't see guys doing it every period. I don't think teams have, you know, you know, five, you know, three or four jerseys lined up during every game for these guys to switch into. So, I mean, um, yeah, I don't, I don't really see that happening. But, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, Linda, great question. Thank you for asking us, and, yeah fans, if we ever post something about, you know, if you want to ask us questions, feel free to ask us. We would love to hear your questions. We'd love to answer. Because the last few shows we've done, we've actually answered your questions and that I think it's I think it's something really cool to do, just to, you know, get some pain interactions and see what you guys think and, you know, get the guy any questions, see how what we think about it. Mm-hmm. Just make sure to hit us up with it. Um, yeah, so just let us know, but Overall, we, I think it's going to be a good game. I'm excited to see what happens. I know, unfortunately, we still have like another hour to wait, but uh, you know, we can catch that pregame at seven with John, Tripp, Mike Malaskalco, and all the guys down there, and uh, you know, Shane Willis. It'll be really interesting to see how it works out tonight. I'm really, I'm really excited to see how the Hurricanes do. Because you know, I mean, we're riding this really great streak going on right now. You know, we're facing a good team tonight, and you know, if we do win tonight, they'll give us a good, a good chance to. You know, pull ahead of Pittsburgh and get us closer to the Islanders. I think tonight is definitely one of those games where it's like, all right, it's a Metro Division rival. It's a two independent champion. We're tied with them in points right now. This is a game that we need. This is a must win. I know we're saying this is December. And it's like, oh, how's it a must win? When you're playing a Metro team like that, we're, we're in a division where points matter. Every Metro game at this point is points matter in the Metro when we play these teams. So. What do you think? Do you you feel like today is going to be one of those, you know, must wins?
0: I don't know. Yeah, we got to win at least one of these next two games, in my opinion, definitely. And in my opinion, you got to win it against your divisional team and take the advantage of already having two games less played than them and being tied with them and have this point swing. So I think it's going to be key. Um, you know, like you said, uh it's, it's interesting. I'm ready I, you know, I hate waiting, but I'm ready for it. Thanks will be a good game. you know I think uh we're jumping early and often, but uh you know you can always check us out. We're gonna have a post game show. it'd be around 10, 30, 11 o'clock somewhere around there. uh we'll have the link posted to Facebook around the end of the second period, so you guys out there don't forget if you didn't catch us here on blog talk radio. Um, you can find us on iTunes tomorrow morning. I actually have both of our shows on there as well. So you can find us on iTunes. Uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram as well. So you can find us there and join us on our Facebook page. Like us. Subscribe to us on iTunes. It'd be fun. We have a lot of things that we post every day on our page, a lot of hurricane stuff. We're going to actually start introducing a lot more NHL stuff as well. You know, more news around NHL, not just the Hurricanes, but you'll see more predominantly hurricane stuff with us. But you'll get your uh, NHL news, such as injuries and stuff, especially for your fantasy players out there. I know I play fantasy. Don't know how many other players play out there. And that's something we might introduce in our two-hour shows as well, a little short fantasy segment for all the fantasy players out there, just to be a little bit different. But definitely check us out. And I can't wait for the post-game show. And uh, hopefully we're talking good stuff with a Hurricanes win. Yeah, no, I definitely
1: agree. Yeah, like yeah, and like what Lisa, everyone, you know, go check us out on Facebook at Rockin' the Caroliners, You know, throw us a comment on one of our posts if you got, it. or if, like I said, if we throw if we throw up our question posts up. You know, ask us. You know, ask us a question. We love to hear from you guys. You know, like I said, like share. You know, tag a friend. You know, let them know. Hey, come check out this page. Come check out this podcast. You know, like Lisa said, go subscribe to us on iTunes. Go. Like follow us on Twitter at Rockin' Carolinas. It's also on Instagram Rockin' Carolinas. It's with a comment in any of our posts. But you know what? Yeah, Lee, great show tonight. Um, like I said, hopefully I'm excited for the post game, and hopefully we can talk some good stuff on the Hurricanes hockey. But until then, Hurricanes fans, enjoy the game tonight. Uh, let us know if you're at the game. We would love to hear your thoughts about how the game went and your perspective from that game. And to everyone who listened tonight, thank you so much. It is amazing. So until after the game, fans, enjoy the Hurricanes game. Have a good night, and we'll see you after the game at 10, 30, 11. Until then, let's go Canes, and let's go Caniac Nation.